Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpharatus Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works, where each week we take some from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. My name is Ben. And it's another week, it's another episode of our program, and this week and this month we are talking about all kinds of efficiency, different ways different properties are leveraging what they have to the best of their ability, uh, and different companies are doing something different and interesting with, uh, with what's in front of them. Um, we are going to have that Adley on our show in a few minutes. He's just getting set up at the moment. Maybe. Um, Hopefully. Maybe. Those of you watching this live, uh, there will be a brief transitionary <laughs> period. Um, Pat, he's messaged you on that window to you right there. Um, this is where I live produce from the other side. Yeah, it's um, very professional. Very profesh. But uh, yeah, so we're talking about uh, Bandersnatch uh, this month and we're talking... So this week. Wow. Okay. Wow. You wanna... I can cut that from the edit. It's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, uh, this isn't in that. What are no. you talking about? Uh, this week, we are talking about the efficiency of Bandersnatch. Um, Bandersma- Bandersnatch is a psychological thriller interactive Black Mirror film. Thing? Published in 2018, uh, written by Charlie Brooker and David Slade, directed by David Slade. Um, it's an interesting one. You know, when, so I don't even know, like, I, that's the summary. Oh, sorry, that's the description. The summary is complicated to even talk about. Yeah. Like, had you heard anything about this before we, before, like, I told you about it? Oh, absolutely. It's fucking everywhere. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. No, this is, like, this is as big as Bird Box. Like, oh, this, I didn't know that. Okay. This is on the same. Like, I knew about this through the memes more so than I knew about Bird Box. Mm-hmm. Burbox was just I saw the advertising where is this like this isn't being advertised this is purely just it's word just of mouth internet, yeah. and just oh like I think the first time I saw it was like oh Netflix is doing a choose your own adventure uh, episode of Black Mirror and I was like oh okay whatever and like I don't know I intended to watch it at some point um glad I did because it's really good mm-hmm. I really like it okay interesting um, yeah we have very different, <laughs> very different opinions about this one boys I think we do um not that I dislike it but I, I guess I didn't know anything about it going into it so I didn't have any expectations I had so I I kind of knew what they were going to do and like I've my my sort of initial I don't know expectations were tainted a bit by like crappy old like FMV like oh, choose your own adventure video games I from f- the 90s and I stuff i feel like a lot of those two came as like extras on dvds and things yeah like know? i was i was expecting a lot less so I, I think i'm more impressed by the technical aspects of it and how they pulled it off there's a lot of that stuff which is really interesting actually. Yeah. yeah and i think it's just kind of good it's got a lot of <laughs> cool ideas um uh so we're joined by that adley who's just jumped online how's it going adam hello I've been I've been thinking about it like a lot recently because I'm doing the video on it and because we had uh you sent me the doc last night I've been thinking about it like pretty much mm-hmm. all of last night and and this morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. So well, I've, hopefully that means we can get ke- some get some good. good yeah, yeah. Keen to hear your thoughts. Um, all right, let's get rolling on the summary and then we'll see where it takes us. <clears throat> In 1984, England... Also, by the way, it's set in 1984, which I thought was a bit on the nose. Of course We'll get is. to that. Yeah. In 1984, England, young programmer Stefan Butler pitches his Choose Your Own Adventure adaptation of Bandersnatch, a book by tragic writer Jerome F. Davies. Stefan pitches the game to Tuckersoft, run by Mohan Takur. Stefan wants to work alongside famous game maker Colin Rittman and is offered the opportunity to work at Tuckersoft, but elects instead to complete his game at home. If the player chooses to work at the company, we flash forward and see the game is released and pan for being designed by committee. Moving forward, Stefan works on the game in his bedroom, heading toward a September deadline. 
As time progresses, Stefan grows increasingly stressed and hostile toward his father. Throughout, <laughs> throughout the story, Stefan visits Dr. Haynes for clinical therapy. The viewer may have Stefan explain to Dr. Haynes about his mother's death when he was five. Peter, his father, had taken his stuffed rabbit toy, believing boys Stefan's age should not be playing with dolls. And Stefan's stubbornness to refuse to leave without it forced his mother to take a train, the next train later, which derailed and killed several passengers, including her. As a result, Stefan feels responsible for her death, and given she loved Bandersnatch, he thinks completing the game will offer him some level of peace. Dr. Haynes prescribes medication to help with Stefan's anxiety. The viewer has the option to visit Rittman's flat, where he lives with his girlfriend Kitty and infant daughter Pearl. There, the pair take hallucinogens, and Rittman talks about secret government mind control programs, alternate timelines, and different paths. When you make a decision, you think it's you doing it, but it's not. It's the spirit out there that's connected to our world that decides what we do, and we just have to go along for the ride. To demonstrate his theories and alternate realities, Rittman, Rittman demands Stefan, via the viewer, determine which one of them should jump off his balcony. In the future <laughs> scenes, Rittman will be mysteriously absent if he was the one that jumped. As the deadline approaches, strange errors in the game persist, and Stefan feels like he's being influenced by, quote-unquote, outside forces. He begins to question his father and Dr. Haynes and their motives. Stefan finds himself mirroring Davy's life, the author of Bandersnatch, seeing, constantly seeing images seeing constant imagery of branching pathways everywhere, and we learn this madness led Davies to behead his wife. As Stefan breaks down from his 1984 computer screen, he sees conflicting messages. The messages are from whoever has been controlling him. At this point, the player gets to choose, one of which being that they are making these decisions for him via a Netflix service in the 21st century. Uh, the viewer may discover a locked safe that either contains Stefan's old toy rabbit or documents about him being monitored as part of an experiment. Or a jump scare. Or a jump scare. <laughs> just a few oh, more. yeah, that one as well. That's there random. Are, the yeah. One. There are numerous yeah. possible endings. I'm just going to run through them and then we can talk about it because, again, the summary is really difficult, but we'll just kind of go through and see where we end up. And these aren't all the endings. They're just some of the key ones. Uh, one path yeah. leads Butler... One path leads to Stefan fighting his therapist during a session, after which it's revealed that he is in a movie set and that his dad is a fellow actor. One set of choices leads Stefan following Rittman's advice, seemingly crossing through a mirror to his five-year-old self to go along with his mother to die in the derailment, <laughs> causing Stefan's body to suddenly die in the present. <laughs> this, that's, that's the uh, Donnie Darko that's ending. That's the Donnie Darko ending. Yeah. In other parts, the viewer has the option to make Stefan kill his father, then bury or chop up his father's body and when given the option to kill Rittman or Takur. Burying the body leads Stefan to being jailed before the release of the game. Chopping up and not letting his therapist know about the murder leads to the successful release of the game, but Stefan goes to prison shortly afterwards, leading to all copies of the game being pulled from the shells and pulped. In some endings, the viewer is shown the critical reaction to the Bandersnatch game and the fate of Tuckersoft. Other endings conclude in the present day with a grown-up Pearl, now a programmer for Netflix, attempting to adapt it into an interactive film, which leads her to start experiencing the same branching path imagery seen by both Davies and Butler. How meta, how cool, what a good story. <laughs> Goodbye, the credits, we're done. <laughs> what I think a, getting a migraine. Yeah, I, I just, I think my nose is bleeding or something. Uh, shout out to Bioshock Infinite. Um, yeah, I don't know. We were talking about it before in the introduction, Adam. What did you think of this? Because you kind of put me onto it. We watched it together. What, what were you um, vibing off it when you came came out of it? I think compared to like a lot of previous Black Mirror content, its music was really, really good. 
Okay. It, I mean, like it worked really it well. Eighties music. Its visuals <laughs> were really really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it yeah, it, it wasn't point... wasn't a very good piece of media. My first Why do you point... guys not like it? I really we'll like this. It. I think it tricked you. Me. Liked it? Well, what's it wrong was, with I, you? I really enjoyed tell, it. Tell us why, and then let us ruin it for you. Okay. Yeah, I want to. So... I want to know why you liked it. So the reason I liked it, well, a I think the um, the setting of like the like game development in the eighties is so different to what it is today, and that whole sort of the especially in the uk where they had a really big 8-bit computing boom which didn't really happen anywhere else like the us was mainly gripped by like the nintendo and sega whereas the uk was very much having like the commodore 64 the zx spectrum which is what they're actually using like they have actual zx spectrum machines Uh that's the ones things they're all programming on Mm -hmm. which is why when it says smash the computer he takes the keyboard and smashes the keyboard because the Vedetic spectrum was just the keyboard that was the that oh. is the computer that's yeah. cool the okay. computer just that's it like... was just the keyboard and just plugs into the monitor so when he smashes the keyboard that's why it breaks the computer well attention to detail from from uh what's yeah it, the, which is why David when Slater. when she like pours tea over the computer as pearl at the end yeah, you're she, like well who cares that's just a modern keyboard that doesn't actually do anything oh. which is a funny oh really no of, i'm, I'm... On my go, she did the she did the monitor. She smashed like a cop like through the monitor. Yeah, we, we I had oh, we, we had the ending. Pour tea over. She uh, just pours tea over the keyboard. In the so same how many way endings that... did you did you guys actually get? Well, I watched. I only I watched it with you. I through Adam, it so. twice, so I got she pretty got... much all the endings, except for we got three. Well, couple. Adam, well Adam and I got one that I really liked, and then it ruined it by going back and showing me more. So we, we got to the end, and it was really good, and I was really satisfied. And then it kept reeling what, back. What one was it? Sorry. Well, so what ending was it initially? I can't. I, our ending was we didn't kill our dad. Uh, no, we, uh, no, we killed our dad, and then we released the game and went to prison. And I was really satisfied with with the way it played. Oh, out. you got you got the you got the long you got like the quote unquote real ending where yeah. it gets a five out of five. Yeah. Do you know the you know the shot of uh, Stefan at his computer, and then he fucking, and then it fucking like focuses in to the head that's like on the shelf opposite Stefan. Yeah. That was definitely the coolest shot. That looked so good. <laughs> But again, like stylistically, it's really impressive. It has a strong voice, and I think in, in in a lot of ways, it edges into being even more interesting to watch than a lot of the other Black Mirror episodes. But I yeah. think that under under the weight of the choice system that they went with, um, one of my biggest criticisms is just the basic structure of the scene work itself. And again, what they did mm-hmm. was impressive, and I'm impressed by it. But there's a way you can do this and have it work. And what they did is they went, it has to be about the choices, not about how well each choice serves the story so one of the yeah. things that just uh, like as a quick example um a lot of the scenes um don't really have valence shift uh, valence shifts like they should from a structure perspective because of the choices you make so if, for example when you choose to work at the company then it shows you the scene of the game performing poorly this doesn't work because the previous beat of the story ends with you being put down by your father or the negative interaction with your father and there's a lot of these moments like and i had a list of five i'm not gonna read them out but a lot of those moments where you make a choice and it changes the way that the scene plays out, they didn't write the scenes in a way that kept it structurally sound and structurally interesting. So even though it's cool to be like, oh yeah, well I chose to to work, you know, at home, and that's that's like a a good thing because you keep the freedom of the game. Yeah, it doesn't always work because they didn't consider like the actual script ramifications of changing that scene work. There's there's a few also purely nonsensical scenes that can occur if you make certain choices. So I when I went through the second time, I sort of tried to do the complete opposite of what I did the first time I went through. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, the obvious choice is, like, well, first accepting the request and then doing that crazy loop, which is pretty mind-bending, um, mm-hmm. and then following Colin, which fucking everyone follows Colin, because um, that just makes sense from a narrative perspective. On the street, mm-hmm. yeah. If you don't follow Colin, you technically, your main character doesn't... What's his name again? Stefan. Uh, technically, Stephane. he's not meant to know anything about the whole... Because so when when Colin is going on this crazy tirade, he mentions like you know the pack. He mentions all this other stuff, but he also drops the line: "Mirrors are portals to other dimensions." Mirrors let you move through time, which is what kind of when you do when you go to Colin the first time, that's like the drive for when you go to the mirror. You're like, oh, mirrors are portals, and then he goes to the mirror, and it's a wild freak out. Except you can get that mirror scene without talking to Colin. Which is just oh. kind of like, eh, a bit, it's a bit weird. Dumb. It's a bit like the director's cut of Donnie Darko. Yeah, it's way. a bit unfortunate where they there's some very obvious choices that they want you to make. Like, A, they want you when you run through the first time, they want you to accept the offer to work there and have that really crazy, like that loop where they, you know, you you, you accept the offer and then it just jumps to the end of the thing, gives <laughs> yeah. you an ending, gives you a loop around. That's really big. Because that, that tells you early on what, Band of Snatches about, which is I, doing these I rotations. Don't, it, I it don't have any consequence, though. Yeah, it's I, I, like I, I, you, I'm with Adam. <laughs> I don't think it needs to be a consequence because do I don't think I don't think the story is important. I don't think the it's, nature of finishing Band of Snatches. It wasn't even of consequence to Stefan, though. It's like the the closest thing to a reaction to doing the same thing over and over is they were planning on introducing one line of dialogue. If you ask Stefan to chop up a body for the third time in the row, in a row, mm. where he like finally, you know, says, "All right, okay, let's get going. I'll just chop it up already." That no, was the I'm, closest I'm, thing I'm, I'm to actually you. having an impact on the character. I, I, it's I like, think I, I I agree to put it into words because I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't disagree yeah. that it's the, I don't disagree that the story isn't the point. But if you're gonna do this and put this much money behind it, why not just also write a good story? Like, if you have that option, yeah. like, you, you, you're fucking Charlie Brooker. You can do it. You've written Black Mirror episodes. Like, someone said, like, because so when they pitched it to him, they were like, do this choose your own adventure thing. And he was like, I've never done that before. And instead of what you should do, which is hire a writer who's done that before to help you, he went, I'll do it with David Slade. The one guy well, in the entire world who says yes to everything I suggest. Like, that's, that's, that's not good decision making on Black Mirror's part, I don't think. You know, if you have the choice to make it good and make it like, because the story is not the point. I agree. The point right. is the choices. But like, as we've seen with The Walking Dead, you can also just have a good story at the same time. Like, you can do yeah. both. Um, I think. I mean, I yeah, the story isn't amazing because there are like flaws in it, and it does. That once again, because I ran through it pretty much to the point where I had every ending. Mm-hmm. It there's very much there's pretty much two. <clears throat> there's only two choices that actually matter mm-hmm. in the entire thing there's the first choice is whether you go to see colin because i've done this very th- i've seen every path and again you can look at the map and you can kind of i'll put a link in the yeah you can you can see notes. what choices actually have the most impact so the two choices that have the most impact are the whether you go to see colin or not because that does diverge it means colin's alive or dead like that's a pretty major part mm-hmm. of the um of the story um and the second choice is, and it comes around a couple of times depending on what you do, mainly if you run through this choice multiple times in a single sitting, but the when he sort of goes like, oh, give me a sign, and you can choose to 
you can only choose one of two at a time, but mm-hmm. depending on how many times you run through a choice and then double back to that point, you can usually get all okay. of them. And that's the toy, the symbol, pack, or Netflix. Right, Those which, are the only two but, choices but that really I, matter. I don't know that the choices need to like necessarily matter i think it's the illusion which well like, those those choices really dictate what kind of narrative it turns into but the, if, those those are more like um those are more like in the because the key symbol of the story is the branching pathway yeah. like little uh, like arrows ironically the the branching pathway is the most just like standard story that you get it's just yeah. the it's just the whole concept behind that just becomes Ah, I'm not. I'm not controlling. Someone is controlling yeah. me. Or it's like, or it's like, none of this. Ma- like, it's the Rick and Morty thing. None of this matters. There's t- ten billion. I think that's versions. the the weakest part <clears throat> of this. I don't know that it's. It's certainly is... the least interesting. I don't know if it's the weakest. I just think it's 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 the easiest reading, which is why which is why it's the most obvious choice. Yeah. Right for me, yeah. the strongest part of Bandersnatch, and I've seen this like in a few articles, people calling this like the new medium. Which like, eh, Why? Oh, not really. like choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah, like it's if they do ancient. more, like it's this. ancient. Um, well, in terms of like, oh, like know, a film, like Netflix film, God. like choose your own adventure. What, what if this, they could do this? Story? I think it was the so biggest, <laughs> like the, the like the, no, the actual option, like we'll, we'll, of choosing. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a jarring. minute. We'll talk about that in a I, minute. I think the the biggest reason why for me I felt this did well was it it emulated the act of doing of using a choose your own adventure book quite well yes and the way i think that happened is because of when you finish a path it gives you the option to go back but it it curates those options really well you can't just go oh i've gotten an ending i want to go all the way back to choosing what cereal no. i get so like in in goosebumps for instance in the which which were great examples the goosebumps yeah. choose your own adventures yeah, yeah. you would get to an endpoint and you die at the end and it would say go back to when and it says turn back to page 55 when you're in the tent that was when you fucked up and you're like what and you flip back to the tent and you go and you go through well i think with this you know, they even did that to the next level where if you, they would give you like two options to go back they would give you the option to jump back a short distance which would sometimes just give you so the colon where you go to his place mm-hmm. if you jump off if you decide that you're going to jump off which of course i did because i was like this is just going to kill me and be a dead end so yeah, i'm gonna do yeah. it you get the option to either go back to the choice or go go back to the choice of your colon mm-hmm. or go all the way back to whether you follow colon or you go to the doctors uh... if you go all the way back to the doctor you continue the doctor or colon is alive if you just go back to colon and you kill colon it wraps you around back to the doctor but now colon is dead so it gives you the option of just like you know what's going to happen. Colin is going to die. You can either kill Colin because, of course, he's going to jump off because you know he seems pretty adamant about one of you jumping, or you can you can back out of this option. You can be like, actually, I don't actually want this to happen because if because when I ran through and he's like, do you want to take the LSD? I was like, hell yeah. When I yeah, went through I the second drug time, me up, Scotty. Yeah. When I went through the second time and I was like, no, no, no I don't actually want to take it. I want to see where this path goes. He just drugs you. And I was like, "Yeah, no, I just drove oh, okay." <laughs> and that was the ding in my moment. I was like, "That's why they give you two options." Because if you go in here and you go, "If I," so I when I played for the second time, and I say, "No, I don't want to take the LSD," and he drugs me, I was like, "No, I already know where this path goes." But then I remembered, uh, "Wait, if I just kill myself, I get the option to go back to the doctor. I don't have to restart and watch this thing for half an hour." Interesting. I can just kill myself go back to the doctor continue down the path that actually has a different path so it sounds like i guess that's, played, that's your played... option in every stressful situation you can just just <laughs> Adam, I, it feels like what happened and maybe, maybe what i th- the reason why i think this is really good is because it takes 
the power of a choose your own adventure book where the where you as a reader can just go no no this was bad i'm gonna f- i'm gonna keep my thumb in this page and I'm gonna keep which is reading. what you did you and did I'm gonna, you, and i'm gonna flip you, back with my and thumb you checked. and yeah, it was and, fun. and netflix <laughs> have gone we know what this we know how people are going to react and especially on the second watch through we know that people are going to yeah. come through the second time and go i'm going to do this path but i'm going to branch off here and even though the story comes back to it does one of those you know it mm-hmm. does a circle which is typical choose your own adventure also bullshit. just any game design yeah ever. yeah a player may go oh god damn it now i have to restart from the start but netflix is like no 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 we we've we've got a thumb for you so we can agree that at least the choice system is well designed yes um adam i'm not i'm not i'm not disagreeing that the narrative is a bit weak we'll get we'll point. get to that kind of toward but the I end when the de- I, get in- I think the design is so smart and it's it's probably the best first choose your own adventure thing they could have done is something that focuses on the choice so that they could really nail the system of well it's it's interesting because a, a fun a fun fact that i found during my research is that this choose your own adventure thing in netflix has been around for ages just with kids tv show and oh, stuff really for, wait uh, really the tech yeah the tech seriously so what? The, the, the way that charlie brooker the with kids shows yeah, yeah the way that charlie brooker wow. adapted it is much more complex and they okay. had to rebuild a lot of it but yeah it's been around for ages in kids tv shows <laughs> that's um, amazing and i was like sorry I didn't even like, know. that's insane yeah. i had no idea neither did i it wasn't until i was reading through and doing some like deep dives and i went wait what apparently because i assume they built it from scratch. from scratch yeah it's been around for ages and they and they, they, they had <laughs> to like insane. they had to rebuild a lot of the back end for the oh, yeah, complexity absolutely. of what he was looking for but yeah. like especially from a from an engineering perspective the the ability to stream video in that way doesn't oh, really when exist. i when i was watching it i was expecting like Buffering. every time you yeah and the and the first time when you choose the serial and it just went seamless i was like oh shit okay so you know how you know how minecraft loads chunks right yes. Um, that's what they do they they preload the the chunks around you as you're watching what you're watching at the moment so a lot of the people that's a big part so seamless people with slow internet can't basically they can't watch it really um but again i mean that's technology in a nutshell if you which i I don't think that's not a criticism but just a fun fact um (laughs) fun fact fun fact if your internet sucks (laughs) hello anywhere in australia you're (laughs) fucked mate um adam tell me about tell me about because we watched it together i I feel like and you know yeah talk to me I just thought it might be worth mentioning that uh, in a game that, in fairness, I, I moan about a lot, but in the game Life is Strange, uh, when, yes, no, which is actually, just for, If you guys for, haven't watched Adam's yeah. brilliant YouTube video, check it out. I was thinking Life is Strange during this. Where well. he spends a yeah, solid 10 minutes just, just deconstructing that game. It's fantastic. Just for context, uh, Life is Strange, uh, you, you play this character who can time travel back. You know, she can time travel back to like 30 seconds before what just happened. That allows you to do a bunch of different stuff. Uh, there's like a full Groundhog Day scene remake, which is really cool. Uh, <laughs> or cheap, depending on which way you look at it. But in that game, the more you travel back and loop back, the more damaged your character becomes, both psychologically and physically. Like, you start to get nosebleeds after a while, and then the nosebleeds start to get worse. And then you start to get angry, and then you start to get more angry. That much life is strange. And then you start <laughs> to get. It makes it sound. Okay. It's not. It's not. Don't <laughs> don't get me wrong. Just it's wait, not Bioshock as good. Of it instead. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. out of go. Uh, um, Let me interrupt you. But the more and more you loop back, and the more and more you interact with people in, in different ways, the more your character and you as a player get confused about what your relationship really is with characters. Oh, because you confuse what, you... what happened and what didn't yeah. happen. Right. Yeah. That That's was so done as. A deliberate part of the story, and it's one of the one of the best bits of Life is Strange. Uh, but in Black Mirror, 
if you make the same decision two or three times and you look back over and over again, Stefan doesn't change. Oh, how cool there are points where he just goes from like perfectly sane sounding to complete raving lunatic. Like the flip of a switch. Yeah. There's yeah. no gradual progression. Yeah. There's no like slow dip in toe by toe by toe. Agreed. It and, just and that, happens. Yeah, that, that, that's a fault of the scene work, I think, because they didn't like obviously they couldn't have filmed every scene twenty times or whatever from like a budgetary perspective. But again, yeah. like you can do that in a way that I, it feel like I don't. That's why. Mean, like, that's why video games kind of have the advantage because they they don't yeah. take the budget to recreate scenes as much. Right. Yeah. Or same it's with like, like a animation. day in the studio for the yeah, animation. You can change one detail on a character by drawing something mm-hmm. onto their model yeah. or whatever. And I think I think they blew. They kind of like blew their load a bit with the um when you run through when you start the sh- when you start the episode, and again everyone accepts the offer from the software company, and mm-hmm. then they they do that they do that wraparound and the second time you go through colin now suddenly you know he's red snatch. he knows all about yeah like, it's weird they kind of they kind of blew their load on there where it's like okay cool we're running through this a second time now colin is kind of a different character <coughs> the, and like he like colin now knows about the nose i i agree i think it's a, it was I, so I aggravating like, it was the, like the, the, every five minutes he dropped this like dumb snide comment or he made a <laughs> made a joke about a story. It was like I get that he's supposed to be that like that sort of character, but it's like did you he, get he can he can guys, shut the fuck up. He can. Did you did you guys get to the scene where you kill Colin in where he comes to your house and you kill him after you kill your dad? Yes, and it's like right oh, get it over then. Yeah, and no, he bends I over. That was brutal. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. No, I agree. That that I hate that. Um, it's funny, but it makes. I think no it's sense. better. I think his scene at his house is decent because that's like, you know, that's like the tripping on LSD scene. Yeah, and the visual effects on that scene were awesome. Dude. They were dope. Yeah. That was cool. I thought I thought him. Yeah, I thought he was an interesting character. Where like, I don't know. It's weird because he's just a game developer. Like, there's no there's no signs that he's like this woke third eye person I know, he's got he's got bleached hair in the fucking 80s mate <laughs> tell you what it's only only really the only indication Those you eyebrows. get yeah well really the only indication you get that he's like aware of the situation like you know he's sort of like the thought the deadpool kind of character is when you go through and you accept yeah. and you accept the offer and then it wraps back around and he's suddenly a different character like that's really the only indication you get and you only get that if you go down admittedly the obvious but is the intimation then that that he's aware like ah that just even if he's not even if he's subliminal subliminally aware of the fact that there are branching pathways because he's dropping acid all the time (laughs) isn't that just the laziest shit ever um i don't know it's just i i I I, agree i I think that but again the potential was there. i think the the in the context of this being a chooser and adventure book i think it's an okay exploration that they did just to sort of you know, because this is this is bringing choose your own adventure stories to, a new to the masses, to the new generation, to a new platform. You then, say to remember that Goosebumps was the world's biggest yes, phenomenon for a while. So but the masses also, have had Goosebumps it. hasn't been in print for about twenty years. Yeah. Let's just acknowledge that. Fuck, we're gonna die past. soon, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think like if they were to do anything like this, is the story they were gonna do. And I think having a character like Colin be mm-hmm. this just like omnipotent <laughs> god. Yeah, I don't. And it, Force of unrivaled pure he's energy. Just, he's an abs- like well, he, he just, just sees, knows. He sees through the veil. He sees know? through it. He's not like he's not Morpheus. He's not able to produce things in this environment. He's just the pre-Morpheus Neo. He's, he's the able or- to he's, see. Well, it. He's the Oracle. He's the Oracle. Um, 
let, okay, let me ruin all of this with my meta reading and defend sure. everything they've done. Um, <laughs> just for a twist. Um, so, as is tradition, when something heady comes along and something cerebral, I try and ruin it by doing too much research and trying to make it about something it isn't. Yep. So I'm going to do that in true David fashion. Uh, I do have a stepladder for how far I'm reaching this time. So... We're going to talk about the illusion this of top shelf. This is top shelf, David reaching. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the illusion of choice, both a mental model and a meta reading, which sounds like it could be my, my manifesto. <laughs> um, okay, so well, this is your thesis. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Everyone, sit down. This is my book report. Um, yeah. So uh, I want to start with a definition of the illusion of choice as a mental model. And so Joshua Cannon, who's an academic, um, Joshua Cannon, who's an academic, describes the illusion of choice as, and I quote. The illusion of choice is a psychological mental model that states human are happy, humans are happy if they believe that they have control over their own actions and can exercise free will. If free will is deprived or actions that... If free will is deprived or seemingly deprived from an individual, he or she will become resentful or rebellious, even if the choice forced upon him or her is identical to the one they would have chosen in their own accord. Which is to say... In human language, the idea of the illusion of choice is that no matter how much you want to do things, so humans like free will, and no matter how much someone decides for you, unless you feel like it's your choice, you reject it. It's the entire premise of the film Inception, right? Right. You can't make like you can't tell someone to do something; they have to think it's their own idea for them yeah. to it's really fully hard to resist it. the urge to just wow. I was hoping <laughs> into the microphone. I was waiting for you to. I, what do you uh, think? Why are you here, Adam? I was like, he's going to do it, and you you failed me. Um, uh, so uh, Joshua Cannon talks a lot about Benjamin Graham, who was a similar academic, um, and Benjamin Graham relates these concepts to computer operating systems. Here's our tie-in, boys. He spoke about how things like frugality, so the tendency to save money, or addiction, the tendency to repeat behaviors that uh, have negative consequences, behave similar to computer operating systems or systems of logic. An example he gave about himself was how, despite being extremely wealthy, like this dude's making like 16,000 pounds a week or whatever, yeah. he still sometimes walked an extra two blocks home to save a nickel on the subway. <laughs> this was something that, that was baked into him from growing up poor, and even though he could afford a private car if he wanted to or a fucking jet, he continued to be bound by these kind of inherent, these inherent rules of his operating system, these kind of inherent things that he believed were his own choices. I'm going to choose to walk home because, you know, it's it's going to save me a nickel or whatever. That's not that's not a choice. That's a that's, that's kind of no. Well, that's every, a habit. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Um, Kennan's <laughs> interpretation of Graham's this is where it's going to get weird. So stop me if it gets confusing. Kennan's interpretation of Graham's. <laughs> Kennan's interpretation of Graham's thoughts on the illusion of choice look to one of several models as a solution. So what Kennan suggests is from Graham's research where he talks about that example of the penny and, and the subway and, or the nickels and the subway and stuff, is Kennan suggesting that the reason that um, the reason that Graham felt so conflicted about him walking the extra block is that he knows he doesn't need to, right? So he, he, he feels like he's robbed of the choice to do that because it just kind of keeps... It's out of habit, you know, as Adam said, you know, it's, it's something that you do kind of repetitively. It's baked into your DNA. And he started to resent walking you know but he couldn't break like he fucking walking yeah like because he's like a rich he's like he kind of and so um canon talks about there are different ways you can combat this illusion of choice where you sort of start to rail against things that are fine like the fact that he walks a block and a half instead of getting the subway to the next station doesn't matter but it starts to consume you and it becomes something that you despise and you see that in this story with stefan in a lot of ways where it's like little things that his dad does that he starts to just kind of build this antithesis towards you know you've got mince Um, juice 
Yeah, exactly. And 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 one of one of Kennan's interpretations as a solution for this is Morton's Fork, which is a thinking model that is a combat to the illusion of choice. And Morton's Fork, interestingly, is the fork, and we talk about this in literary theory, but it's actually a mental model, is a choice between two equally unpleasant alternatives. Or, as we call it in writing, the choice between Talking um, to the David. two worst options. What did you say? No. What? What? <laughs> what? Did you do a bit? I missed it. I did a bit. I did a okay. bit, but you missed it. I was, well, I was quoting right. someone, so I feel like... I feel... It's all right. Yeah, I'll fix it in the edit. I feel hurt. Um, I feel hurt. Morton's fork is, and I quote... A choice between two equally unpleasant alternatives, in other words, a dilemma, or two lines of reasoning that lead to a same unpleasant conclusion. It is, it is analogous to the expression between the devil and the deep blue sea and between a rock and a hard place, end quote. So Morton's Fork intimates that the illusion of choice is both irrelevant and of no value to anyone because there aren't any good options. Everything eventually ends poorly. All things and all options will fail to fix you, even if, in his example, Kennan decided to get a private car home he'd still feel guilty because he could have walked home. But when he gets the subway, he feels weird because he knows it is... So he gets the subway and walks and saves the nickel. He knows he doesn't need to. There's no option there where he feels better about himself. Um, and this seems especially relevant given the forking paths is a key symbol of the story, right, Adam? Like, the that, that symbol of the forks um, that you can choose on the monitor is a direct reference to Morton's fork, which is that idea of, like, right. both options are going to end poorly. Is that something that resonates with you at all? I know I spoke very quickly just then, but... Aggravates the fuck out of me. <laughs> what? Did I speak quick or that that ruins the story? <laughs> <laughs> no, that it ruins the story. It just... So the idea is that the illusion of choice mental model refers to that concept where it's like, even though, like, it doesn't matter whether you make a choice or don't make a choice, if you're unable doesn't to make... Doesn't that just a... feel lazy and aggravating as a viewer? To know that that's what you're of, watching... That's literally being like told it, yeah. by the thing you're watching, this doesn't matter. <laughs> But then How there's a way to do that. to engage a viewer? Because there's a way to do that that's interesting, I think. Like, I... I... You can do it, like, all cryptically and all and all cool. You can do it, like, like Rick and Morty but... does it possibly well. Yeah. They sort of... They at least make you... Th- like, they, they offer a temporary solution, which is go watch TV with your family because none of this matters. Go be happy for a moment, right? So, like, they offer you a solution. I think Bandersnatch's big fault is that as you grow toward the end of the narrative, there isn't, like, an actual... Like, it's never addressed in the text itself. It's just omnipresent that it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to go through these loops forever, and Stefan has never really changed, and, like, the outcome doesn't really matter. Like, I think that it's not... Insulting's the wrong word, but, like, it It seems like they forgot that they had to write an ending to the themes. Like, they, they didn't they didn't have any clothes yeah. to the themes, you know. Plus, um, it doesn't stop either. Yeah, I, know, I know you mentioned that earlier. I haven't you know, yet, like but that bothered the shit out. When we were watching it, that bothered the shit out You finish it? And it goes. And on. then you get the credits. Yeah. You get the final scene, <laughs> and then it loops you back in. And it's like, no, no. I was quite content with actually just getting the credits. I think I said. And then stop leaving and going times. on with my life. I have the audio recording. Yeah, you, like, you, you asked the machine to stop, but I the machine wouldn't stop. Machine man. And Adam was like, "We go for another loop. <laughs> we're riding this cowboy till it dies." Well, I think that comes <laughs> back to the fact that they were really forcing the whole choices thing yeah I, for, I don't there, look when when i got the ending where it goes to the f- present and it's pearl making the bandersnatch that we're watching mm-hmm. i just when that happened and the credits rolled i just i left i was, I was like d- All right, I'm i done. checked out but then it, yeah. kept, it keeps going and i'm like no i don't want yeah, you can just hit exit the credit you can just you can just say exit yeah to but adam menu. and i were doing research for this show so we I, I didn't me. i didn't want to just end it myself i wanted to see how the show ended itself 
and it just kept well, I, going. I knew when I watched it with you, David. I'd already, I'd already done it for like yeah. six hours, I think. Jesus. Yeah. Well, do you want to know? The, um... We went through every possible option. Do you know, did you guys get the one, the ending where he, it there's like an after credit scene where he's back on the bus, and he puts in like instead of the two tapes that you choose from to listen to while on the bus, he puts in like a Bandersnatch tape and listens to that. Did you get that ending? I, I didn't so. get that one, no. I think I've seen that. So that's like a Maybe hidden That's like a hidden one. It's like an after credit scene. It's explicitly quite hidden. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know the crazy thing about that scene? What's that? So What's... when he puts the Bandersnatch tape in, mm. it plays just like all this static noise and just like beeps and boops, mm. which is on paper like that's just like, oh, it's creepy and What's scary. What's the stand for, Ben? Um, so <laughs> old 8-bit computers use tape to record instead of Aww. cds they use tape Aww. that audio Aww. if you take the audio that oh, it's was a game, playing isn't it? and transposed it and put it in a zx spectrum emulator it runs i heard the, about this it runs nosedive yes you actually get the nosedive game yeah i heard so about they that. they made nosedive got the audio because i think john trons made this game where he he had like a hercules game that was on thing he's like let's boot it up and he put it in a audio player and it's just like because yeah. that's what a ZX Spectrum it's a, game it's sounds a like joke. on a tape yeah. player. But, like, they, like, I think... But isn't that a concern that they were so worried about being so meta that, like... Because, like, again, like, if you think they about, like, very meta. like, Morton's yeah. Fork... Like, How much you, budget you, do you think went into doing that? Because I feel like that could have been reallocated like, No, that's more. just... The, you, it doesn't... In the, is so that, like, an afternoon show, for some dude? Or is that, like, show, five weeks for a that, team? In the show, the fact that you know, it's probably an afternoon. both Colin and Stefan are like solo developers for these best-selling games. That's pretty accurate for the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like for that era of computing, at least for eight-bit computers, because it was you know you just had if your dad bought you a ZX Spectrum because you liked computers, you just make games on it. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing is pretty like pretty like pretty realistic. So like yeah, you could you could pump out a ZX Spectrum game, you know, if in a week. If you're Netflix, sure, oh. you know, like but, it's not uh, yeah. that. Bad. But again, the, the problem with Netflix is we have no idea of budgets of views actually because they don't actually because they don't publish it. So I, I, th- I think to kind of wrap all our thoughts together, um, and to try and put it in a bow, cause it's been quite a not a long episode, but we, it'll be a lot of editing. Um, I think you know, actually, before I do my wrap up, Adam, do you have any kind of closing thoughts that you wanted to add? I didn't. You can just say this. no. It's, you this just say no. Ben, ben normally goes, "It was a good oh. one." <laughs> it was a good one. I, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad one. You could say that too. Yeah, it, the the bad choice element doesn't take away from how good it look how it looked, how great it sounded, and how neat the idea was. It's just uh, it suffers from the same thing that the rest of Black Mirror suffers from, in my opinion, where it's in this weird grey zone between ultra serious, just dread inducing content, and ha 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 very funny satire content. It's stuck in between, and it doesn't know which one it is, because it's constantly flip-flopping, and it just feels jarring as a viewer. It doesn't feel cool and edgy and unique. It just feels annoying. I think it's, that's and quite that a pithy is... way of kind of kind of wrapping it up. Um, uh, do you have any closing thoughts, Ben, before I do Well, I thing? think it's fine. Ben had a good time with it. Um, I enjoyed it. Get off my dick. I, I think it, I think it speaks to... Yeah, don't add him. Um, I think it speaks to, like, the way that they put it together that everyone can have such a... Again, it speaks to the fact that the choices matter where everyone can have such a different experience with it, you know? And I'm speaking from, like, again, I, I, I appreciate what they were trying to do, but I was critical of the script itself. But that's just me. That's because I'm a writer, right? <laughs> that's... I view things through 
language. That's just how I function. Whereas I think for a company like Netflix to spend the money on this and for someone like Charlie Brooker who has had some really good stuff like Hang the DJ, um, White Christmas, there are a few really good episodes, either the USS Callister. Oh, yeah, I watched that there, one. That was really was, cool. Yeah, there are some great episodes of Black Mirror that really express and execute the ideas really well. And there are not so great episodes. It's like any TV show or any media. And it's interesting that a show about technology and technology's influence on our society has made a thing that is a bit new and a bit different that reinterprets something old that has become so successful that it's become practically beyond criticism for most people is fucking fascinating to me and if black mirror hasn't told us anything it's that we should all be a little more cautious of this kind of popularity and this kind of media and you know when you talk about like circular loops and circular logic a show about warning about the dangers of technology taking over some of the pop culture discourse with some new technology that's nostalgic maybe speaks to an underlying problem in our society today but i think it's a really interesting piece of film i think it's really interestingly executed and i'm curious to see where they go next they're doing a full season of tv show this year which i'm excited about mm. um and I'm, I'm keen to see where this kind of choose your own adventure thing goes next um but honestly they sh- like if this is so popular they should pay the employees of the walking dead <laughs> like it's not that hard um yeah I, those are my kind of closing thoughts um we're not going to do a post-show this week because we've kind of delayed starting and it's already really late. Um, I'll put up instead... <coughs> no, it's all good. I'll put up instead some some behind-the-scenes stuff in our Patreon about the uh, the book uh, development and commentary between myself and Aaron that I have in my archive. Um, Adam, before we get into our pluggy bits, did you want to uh, plug your channel and maybe your <coughs> Life is yep. Strange video? YouTube.com slash that oddly. There's a, a video on Bandersnatch, probably a uncomfortably long one coming out. <laughs> Within the next within the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of scripting it right now. So once I get like past that hurdle, it'll be it'll be done in like a little. It'll be done like a short bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch some other videos. I talked about Life is Strange. That's really it's I really, really like that video. Watch it. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, yeah, I, I really it, like yeah. the Sea of, sea of Thieves one is one of my favorites, which I keep paddling. Oh, which is fun. I, the, I I've actually got back into that. It's quite it's quite good. Yeah, it's a great game. We should do it on stream. We'll do it at some point. Oh yeah, also Adam and I stream at um. Uh, oh, yeah, 7am Brisbane time that and what time is it in Belfast when we it's, stream? Uh, it's 9pm in the UK at 7am in Brisbane it's 9, it's 7, 6, 5 4pm in East Coast America <laughs> 3, 2, 1pm uh, 1pm in in uh, West Coast Yeah, every America. Saturday, every, every week and then um, if you're anywhere else, it just you don't matter you don't yeah. matter or you can just Look, look it up. Irrelevant. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fun. We, we play it's all kinds GMT. of games. It's, it's very wholesome. We talk about. We often get very deep by accident, so keep an eye out for that. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're going too deep, man. Too, we're going too, too deep. Uh, next week, um, uh, we are doing an episode of Moonlighter, the indie game. I'm going to be joined. And I'm not here. Going to be joined by, by my good friend Aaron. Week off. Ben's going to Ben. Ben's going to week off. He's probably going to kick his feet up and play Super Smash Brothers in oh, preparation probably. for his birthday. Um, or just Warframe. Or just Warframe, probably. Yep, uh, probably. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, so it'll be Warframe. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so, you're, near, you're near the 500-hour threshold on that thing. I think I've hit a 500-hour. I, 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 I don't think you've surpassed my Skyrim yet, but you're getting close. No, okay, close. <laughs> That's on one platform. I think I hit 500 hours recently. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, otherwise... Um, um, are you looking it up? <laughs> yeah, I, no, it's 491 hours played. Ooh, Compared, you go home and Dude, out. I want to I wanna be in a call with you when you hit 500. Adam, check my Skyrim. Um, uh, but otherwise, Ben, where can people find us? Uh, Facebook. At DCM Works Social. YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCM Twitter. At DCM Work. Oh, at DCM underscore works. 
Patreon, see you later, Adley. Patreon.com <laughs> slash DCMworks. You can subscribe for $3 a month. Uh, all of our content is as 50-plus uh, behind-the-scenes episodes, things like our interface audiobook. You'll grab access to the post shows for our Art for Artists podcast, where it's an extra 20 minutes of just Ben and I reading comments, addressing ideas from previous episodes, combating Patrick's criticism sometimes, all kinds of different interesting things. Good fun stuff. Um, it's a bit of behind-the-scenes, bit more relaxed. It's kind of Art for Artists after hours is how I think of it. Which is a great slogan. Why aren't we using that more? Um, after oh, after sure. It's got a nice kind of assonance to it, I think. Yeah, um, yeah check it out. Uh, $3 a month. You get also access to our interface uh, audio drama, uh, which is a kind of anthology story that's very creepy and weird. We've got the next part, part eight, coming up in the next month uh, when Ben and I get a chance to record it. Um, otherwise, there's all kinds of good stuff. You get a 10% discount on my book, which you can buy at maynardtrick.com. Otherwise, if you want to follow us individually, I'm at DCMIHatePie. I'm at Literal Citrus. And we will see you guys next week. We will. <laughs>